We continue to celebrate Easter. Um, the season of Easter is seven weeks long, leading up to Pentecost. Um, we finished last week the octave of Easter, which is like one long week of Sundays. Um, but the whole season of Easter is the season of the resurrection. And it's all flowing from that day, the dawn of, of Easter Sunday, the resurrection, which then illuminates the rest of the year. Uh, the whole liturgical year kind of emanates and returns back to this Sunday, which is the explosion of grace, explosion of new life um, out of death, which is the Paschal mystery. And the whole living of the liturgy for the rest of the year is a living into that Paschal mystery. Um, and so we, we start again with the incarnation in Advent and uh, Christmas and then into Lent again to prepare ourselves for Easter. But then even on into the summer, the ordinary time season um, is a season of growth where we're again meditating on the, the life of Christ through the Gospels, but uh, with this new perspective that history has changed, that everything is now new, everything is different. Um, and not just the year, but even our weeks are reflected in this way. Every Sunday is, is like a little Easter. Every Friday is like a little Good Friday. Um, and so the, the week, the, the cycle of, of our work week also reflects the living of this mystery, the Holy Week, uh, when Jesus died and rose for us. But even every day also is meant to be a reminder of the dawn of a new day, is, is a, a reminder of the hope that we Christians have for the day that will never end. That's what's dawned with the resurrection is now time, which in the Greek has, there's two words for time, chronos and kairos. Um, chronological time is this time that just passes away, that one moment passes and then it's gone and dead forever. Um, and then it keeps, just keeps passing and passing and passing. And all those who lived in the previous times are all disconnected from those who live in the present times. And we who live in the present are disconnected from those who will live in the future that this time is the time conditioned by the shadow of death um, and limitation and the fall. But this idea in the Greek of kairos, um, this kairotic time, is the, is the time of like the event, the moment, that um, like nexus of time and eternity. When something happens, it's almost outside of time, and yet it happens within our time. Um, this was the intuition of, of the idea of what was fulfilled in the Incarnation when God became man um, and then exploded the, uh, the shadow of death with his light and the resurrection. Now, within time, we experience this communion with the eternal, um, that Jesus is not in chronological time. Um, he's here with us. Uh, even space is exploded by this mystery of the resurrection that we're sitting here, standing here, kneeling here at the empty tomb every time we celebrate the Eucharist, that Jesus is present to us um, because of, he is alive. Uh, there's this great um, ancient homily for Easter. I just want to read a little portion of it that I think gets at this mystery. It says, See the sacred rays of the light of the glorious Christ. The vast, impenetrable night has been swallowed up, and the gloomy darkness destroyed by this light and the dismal shadow of death has retreated into the darkness. Life has reached out to all, and all have been filled with an intense light. The supreme Orient invades the universe, and the great Christ who existed, immortal and immense, before the morning star and before the heavenly bodies, shines more brightly than the sun upon all that exists. 
That is why a long, everlasting day of light shall not be extinguished. The mystical past is dawning on us who believe in him. This is what Peter and the apostles were trying to communicate to people in Jerusalem after the resurrection, and after they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, is that this was not just some prophet. This was not just a great teacher, and we're trying to remember him, like Moses even, who is the greatest of all the teachers. But he's dead. David, he's dead. They are in their tombs. We know where they're buried. This Jesus is alive. And so Peter says in his, his letter, conduct yourselves with reverence during the time of your sojourning, realizing that you were ransomed from your feudal conduct. You were ransomed from this way of life where it's just like you get up, you work, you go to sleep, and eventually you die, and eventually everyone who knew you died, and then you're just gone forever. That's feudal conduct. That's futility. That's the shadow of death. That has been invaded by the intense light, the everlasting Christ. And he's come into the darkness, into the tomb. And so it's in the place of death that we find this light. It's in dying with him that we rise. So he says, conduct yourselves with reverence during this time of your sojourning. We still walk in the valley of the shadow of death, so to speak. It's already come, this light, this dawn that will never end, but we, it's not yet in its fullness. Um, and so we attend to this mystery. We keep our eyes fixed on the light that is, you know, in Christ, in the sacraments, but within us, that we carry within us, this light from our baptism, the candle that was lit for us from this light of Christ, that we carry within us. We attend to the fact that eternity is existing and penetrating this earthly time. And I have the freedom not to make my life about passing things, not to give myself to the things that will pass away. This past week was my birthday. I turned 38. <laughs> and I have to say it was a grace this week to just almost not even think about it. Um, not that 38 is particularly old. It's the oldest I've ever been. But, um, but you know, like, there is this in the back of your mind always as, as the time passes and you age. There's this, like, um, I'll never have that year back, you know. Um, the hairs will just get grayer. My knees will just get worse, you know. Um, Things, doors will just shut, you know, and um, I'm more and more imprisoned by the choices I make, you know. I have less and less of that youthful freedom, like Peter, what Jesus says to Peter, you used to go where you wanted to, but then you'll be carried where you don't want to go. Um, we can give in to this gloom and this anxiety and this sadness and this feeling of futility, or we can reverence the mystery that we're being always ushered into new youth, into new innocence, to greater restoration, becoming more ourselves. That's true because of God, because of the resurrection, because the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us. That's why Peter's saying, conduct yourselves with reverence. So this day has dawned, this Easter Sunday that will never end. It's here, we live in it all the time. John Paul II said, we're an Easter people. We live in the light of the resurrection. Jesus doesn't go back in the tomb. He's here, he's now. Locked doors don't keep him out passing centuries, don't bury him again. He's here, he's now. And this great, beautiful gospel of the, the two disciples on the way to Emmaus is like the church theologically reflecting on this mystery, realizing these, these two disciples are struggling with the idea he was dead, but then the tomb is empty, and now where is he? And he, he becomes recognizable to them in the breaking of the bread after he does these very familiar actions, which 
he did it at the first Eucharist, but he also did it at the feeding of the 5,000. He takes, he blesses, he breaks, and he gives. It's Eucharistic. And then he becomes visible to them, but just then he also becomes invisible. He, he disappears from their sight. This isn't just a disappearing act, Jesus doing a magic trick. It's an appearing act. This is how he's present to us, really present, mystically, but really. Um, and so that is the main way that, that he is alive in us, in, in the most reliable, um, let's say, intentional way that Jesus chooses to be present to his churches liturgically. But our whole lives are meant to be a liturgy. Our whole lives are meant to draw its, its life from the side of Christ, from where these sacraments come, baptism and Eucharist. It's, it's his life exploded in the Paschal Mystery out into our world. Now everything um, is permeated with the presence of Christ. Not everything is Christ. There are certainly things that battle against him and tempt us away from this reverent conduct into the more futile conduct. But he is in all. He's not at all in all, but Christ is in all of us. Um, and so we always have this freedom to live liturgically, to live in Kairos time, because it is here, it is now. Um, and to receive that gift of our being, of ourselves from him um, who never dies again.